Nerds Talking, the podcast. Yo, we talk about lightsabers, stunning your TV screens, what you want to stream, everything beyond your dreams. Want to talk about movies, sports, or even politics. Go ahead and tune into us, we'll give you all of it. Whatever you're debating, Xbox or PlayStation, Marvel or DC, Mac or PC. Teraflops when the movie drops, gigabytes, chips, RAM, no matter what it is, we got all of it. Welcome to the show. Nerds Talking, the podcast. Welcome to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm Lafayette. I'm here with Johnny, Hugh, Carlos, and special guests today from the podcast, Two Hot Wives, Ams and Cat. Ams and Cat, introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Cat, and I'm Ams, and uh, we're two girlfriends who are in open marriages, and our podcast focuses on um uh, talking to women about sex and hoping hopefully opening up their uh, ideas about what they can do. Yeah. We have had such an amazing transformation in our own sex lives. And it's just shocking how little people talk about it, how, you know, people don't have uh, a place to talk with their girlfriends about it, you know, awesome things they encounter with sex challenges they encounter with sex. So we try to kind of create a safe space where we can explore that. <laughs> And you came on a podcast with four dudes. So we did. <laughs> I like how you said we talk to women. We do. Well, well actually, we our focus is to uh, talk to women, but we have a lot of male listeners. I, I think men are are oh. mesmerized and confused by the female yeah. mind and the female well, bodies. So I love it because they're learning so much about us. Yeah, exactly. It's it's I listen to the show and it's more like this is information. This is like, cool. Of course, some guys will listen to it and go, this is information I want to hear every day. (laughs) But it's also to me, it's like educational to some extent, like, oh, because see, men, you know, we tend to we're dirty. We just think dirty all the time. And we don't think women that way, right? Women don't, men don't have that thought of women. They just think women don't think like men. We just think about this shit all day long. And then you guys have a podcast go, Oh no, we're, we're worse. Like that. <laughs> well, we don't think like men, but we do think about sex and we yeah, want to yeah. have amazing, awesome sex, but it looks right. a little bit different than yeah, exactly. what you see on porn. Well, and, and the guys who are listening to our show, I mean, if they learn something and they take that back to their relationship, then we're still helping women. Right. That's right. We wow, want to help women that. have great sex. See how that got turned around. I was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was really good. It's, like a, it's like you transferred, like I learned all this and like, and their, their partner's like, no, I learned all this. That's and right. Listening. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're awesome. very bendy that way. So yeah. So two hot wives is the podcast. You guys make sure you subscribe to it. It is, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, I guess it's a lot of, a lot of information, especially if you want to know about open open relationships and and the swinger scene and and like i said sex in general but johnny's first on our our board here because johnny is like in the chat in our text group we have he's like i got like so many questions and i wrote so much stuff down i have so much of watching porn i want to ask this and that uh johnny the floor is yours well, first of all, you didn't have to mention my my porn watching habits. Like, <laughs> kind of a dick move. Uh, oh, we don't think porn is bad. Well, he, he he made me sound creepier than I normally. <laughs> am. But uh, so I know on your podcast, you guys usually talk about drinks and what you're drinking beforehand. I am drinking water because I want to focus. I want to be focused when I ask you these questions. Um, 
first off, there's a lot of lingo with your uh, the mm-hmm. lifestyle. Lifestyle yeah. is is a is a choice of word for people in open marriages and whatnot. Are there other um, words that? Uh... Yeah. Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. So so first of all, if anybody is listening to a lifestyle podcast, you will probably get totally lost in the vernacular, the the words. There's a lot of sort of super secret words. If you get confused, you can check out our website, twohotwives.com. We have a whole page, the sexy Lexi, which goes into a lot of the terminology. So lifestyle is a big one that basically is the same as swinger or ethical non-monogamy. It's people who are in a committed relationship who um, have uh, permission from their spouse to uh, have multiple partners. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of confusion between the term uh, open marriage or swingers and non-monogamy and polyamory. Polyamory mm-hmm. and non-monogamy are not the same thing. Yeah. Polyamory is part of non-monogamy, but they're not exactly the same thing. Ethical non-monogamy. Because just non-monogamy. regular non-monogamy is just cheating. And right. that's not what we're about. Right. Um, but yes, within the umbrella of ethical non-monogamy, there's swingers who tend to be focused more on the act of sex and meeting up with people with sex to have sex. Polyamory is like if you catch the feels and you want to, you know, uh, have a deeper connection with people, then you might be a, a, you might be poly if you can love um, or feel really affectionate toward more than one person. Okay. Uh, I heard on one of your uh, podcasts that you use a term unicorn and unicorn. Unicorn (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So those would be um, singles. A unicorn is a a female single manicorn uh, or a bull would be a a male single who enjoys playing with couples. Um, Unicorns are often um, bisexual women who like to explore their bisexuality by playing with couples, um, but it's not a prerequisite. It's not a requirement. They're rare and mystical, and they that's are. why we call them unicorns. So magical, yes. Although we have a lot of unicorns. We do friends. have a lot of unicorns friends now. <laughs> so is manicorn the only word for guys who can... Or is there a matador? Like manicorn is a little uh... matador. Well, I think manicorn is just like the opposite of a, yeah. a unicorn, but... A manicorn, there, there's also bull, a bull, but mm-hmm. a bull is more in a relationship with a, a vixen and um, and stag or or a cuckold kind of relationship. And so a manicorn, I think of as a little bit more broad term, like it could yeah. be just a guy who comes and has a threesome with you and your an experienced yeah. third. Yeah, an experienced third. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't coin that. SNL did a <laughs> hilarious oh, skit yeah. just a couple of weeks ago on the experienced third. It's hilarious. It's really good. Okay, that's well, one question down. That was one. Uh oh. <laughs> oh my. Um, another one. So, do you guys find it? I mean, I've listened to the podcast where you guys talked about how you got started. Um, and do you find it easier for you guys because you are two hot wives? Because if we started a podcast, it would be four guys that have average personalities or <laughs> <laughs> or three fives and an eight. <laughs> that type of thing. So do you find it easier That's to good. be in a lifestyle because like you're, you're two hot wives? I don't know what it would be like not to be us. Right. So well, I don't know if it's so, easier or harder, but well, let's I mean, level you, you set on a, the term, right? Okay. Yeah. 
So hot wife is another one of those terms that can mean a lot of different things. For us, it means two women in open marriages, um, but most of our activities are with our husbands. A lot of, um, there's a whole kink around hot wifing though. And that is the idea of a woman uh, in a committed relationship who goes and has a sexual experience with another guy and then comes home to her husband and they might have great like reconnection sex, but there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of kink around a, a wife going and having sex with, right. with a single guy. In those cases, the husband is totally into it. Like he yeah. loves that his wife goes out with men and comes home to him. And, and a lot of times the, the man will set up the dates and yeah. everything. So he, it's as much- he becomes kind of a part of it. Yeah. It's Big as time. much his kink as it is her kink, right. um, but it's not, um, in the hot wifing kink, you don't have to be like super smoking hot. Like it's, it, it, you know, I think you, it helps to be confident, but it's, um, you know, there are people of all shapes and sizes and ages in the lifestyle who are part of the swinger community. Um, so you don't have to be, uh, you know, three, eights and a 10 or whatever (laughs) to to get laid. Um, I do think it, it, you know, it's like dating again. I don't, are you guys married? Do you, are you married? Do you have kids? Are you, um, out dating? Like what's your, what's your deal dudes? No one here dates. No one dates because you're all married. Significant other. Awesome. Um, Johnny, are you thinking about, um, opening it up and so my question <laughs> is, wow, this getting meany. Shit's getting real. These questions okay. are really important. I get it now. Okay, go for it. So, I mean, it's one of those things that it's always been, been an intriguing subject, but then, you know, you worry about hurting the other person's feelings, you know, that you don't want them to think that they're insecure or oh, I'm not happy with them or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know even the first step to convince uh, mm, convince is the wrong word. Yeah. Okay. Because if you have, no, seriously, I mean, this is part of it, right? If you have to convince her, then that's not good. Hmm. You can introduce it, talk to her about it, show her some different things that she could or could not be interested in, and engage her level of interest. You know, uh, Mr. Cat, if you listen to our first couple of episodes, it's all about how we got started. Right. Mr. Cat started sending me erotica. I mean, we were already having a, we already had a great relationship, great sexual relationship. And so when he would have to be gone on business, he would send me these really hot stories and they just got a little more towards, you know, open, open, open marriage kind of relationships. And I showed an interest. So I, I don't know that he was trying to convince me or maybe I don't know if he even had a plan at the time or if he was even thinking about it, but it started, it was something that he was interested in and he thought was really sexy. Mm. And so he just started sending it to me and it opened up the conversation. The key is enthusiastic consent, right? Like the difference between ethical non-monogamy and non-monogamy is that everybody knows what's going on and everybody's enthusiastically consenting to it. So if this is something that you're interested in exploring with your partner, then you start from the place of, of fantasy. Everybody's allowed to have their thoughts. Everybody's allowed to have their feelings. If this is a fantasy that you have, talk to your partner about your fantasy. Like I, I'm shocked at how few people 
tell their partners like what turns them on. It's such a hard conversation. And if it turns you on the idea of bringing a third into the bedroom or having sex with someone else, you can have, don't have it while you're having sex. That's like yeah, the key. Never have the conversation don't at that time. Don't be balls deep in your wife and say, I really wish I was fucking someone else. That's not going to work. No, right. you have me, to have, yeah, take that, down. That, take that down. This is important. This, this is, is important. good information. <laughs> No, you have to, you have to have the conversation like in a safe space, take a walk, be in the car, don't have your kids in the car, like have the conversation outside of the bedroom. Don't have a particular woman that you're, oh, yeah, that you're thinking of. I mean, you don't want to already say, well, and I have this coworker that I'm really right. thinking about, you know, right, right nothing right. like that. It has to be sort of innocent in the abstract, you know, Hey, wouldn't this be fun? It would be both of us together. We would do this. We use, we a lot. <laughs> what do you think, honey? What do you like? Not what like, turns we, you on? We think it's a good idea. If we could do this or we could do that. You could go just to a sex club and do absolutely nothing but observe, just hang out, dance, look at the other couples, see what kind of fun everybody's having. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to jump into the deep end. You can just get your toes a little wet with something super easy like that. You don't have to do anything or, or say, Hey baby, it. let's check it, Let's check out this sex club. Or keep it in the realm of fantasy, you know, dirty talk to each other about this space. And and the key is to play the long game, the long game. If it's something that that um, you're interested in exploring and you don't know where her head is at, you ask the question and then you shut the fuck up and listen to what she says. Do you like? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I'm just. I guess. Do we start small? Like, like, how do I convince her to make me a sandwich? Like, do we start? Like- <laughs> I mean, my thing is, if you can't, if you can't get that done, Johnny, just don't bother. Well, yeah. in other words, <laughs> you ladies have the perfect phrase. Use your motherfucking words. Use your That's motherfucking right. words. Use your motherfucking words. Well, and you could just start with like, baby, what turns you on? What can I do to turn you on? I love your body. I love you. And I just want to make you happy. And just by being more sexual and being more connected, like if she feels like the two of you are super connected, she's not going to be threatened by anything. You can bring up different conversation topics and you can have a really close, meaningful conversation about these things without her feeling threatened because you're there. Yeah. Another great little tip, Johnny is say, I heard the best podcast the other day. It's called two hot wives Mm -hmm. and you should check it out. They're so fucking funny. And uh, I just love to know what, what you think about that. All right. Well, not a bad idea. Actually, that's yeah. not a bad idea. <laughs> well, and we have some we have some episodes that have nothing to do with lifestyle. I mean, we always have a hot tale in the beginning. We always tell some salacious story of something one of us has done. But the the main meat of the podcast is usually about a topic. So we've talked about masturbation. Mm-hmm. We've talked about um, anal butt stuff. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about um, things that have nothing to do role play, nothing yeah. to do with uh, lifestyle. You can start with stuff like that. Yeah. You don't have to go all the way. Okay. Erotic I massage. Could, I could imagine. Yes. I could That's imagine my favorite Johnny thing. showing his wife just a bunch of different dick pics and <laughs> looking for at her expression going, okay, that's the one she wants. <laughs> You're open to this. And then go. I'm like, hey, don't don't laugh at that <laughs> one. That's mine. 
I told you. I just, I think Johnny will try anything. Like, he'll put two slices of bread and cheese and just watch and observe. Like, okay, this is step one. If she makes that sandwich, we're going to bring a third person in. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I might get overly excited. Like, if I convince her to, like, listen to a podcast and then I'll just show up with four hookers or something like that. No. Okay, okay. So don't. Three? No. Baby, no. Baby steps. Baby okay. steps. That's yeah. right. Get a midget. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, babe, we're going to keep this short. Gonna, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't even notice they're here. <laughs> uh, how about you? cars in the driveway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have any, any questions, Hugh? No, I just think it's interesting because we know... Um, good friends of ours good friend of my wife's actually where they started that way or quickly got went down a swinging path and then it changed one mm. changed and they didn't continue to communicate so soon yeah. it became soon it became a is she out seeing somebody and then when she maybe stopped then she was is he out seeing somebody it didn't go real well toward the end but they you know it came around it's just interesting, though, that the, 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 communi- the key is nothing more than communication. It's communication. It's all communication. Everything. everything it's everything. Anything. And yeah. then I, yep. the other interesting thing is I used to work in Los Angeles. And I had a sound guy who was with a girl. You know, he was in a relationship with this girl. And they, they definitely were swingers. He would tell me all the time, we can go to clubs. She could go to a club by herself. I can never go to a club by myself. Yeah, right. It's very interesting. How well, it's that- kind of a, it's kind of a rule. Yeah. I mean, most of the clubs do not allow single guys to come in except right. on, on certain nights. They'll have like a single guy night. And the reason they do that is because every single guy in town right. will come. Right. He's not part of an open relationship. He's not part of an right. ethical non-monogamy situation. Right. And, his, and the, the club would be full of men. Yeah. Well, dance, I mean, there'd, there'd be some women have, too, but yeah. You'd have a dance club, basically. You know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. women and 700 guys. Right. That's right. I mean, so it's a I mean, safety thing too, I think. Yeah. It's a misconception of swingers, right? Everybody thinks swingers just randomly all these singles show up and like, let's just get down. Right. It's a, it's a misconception. Um, that's right. You know. and, We're very picky. We're crazy. Yeah. And that's, and that's yeah. wasn't also doesn't ask like, you know, not necessarily your approach, but if you have to give somebody um, a definition or even um, recommendation, how to start in that type of lifestyle, but the do's and don'ts and so forth, you know, what would you tell yeah. them? So we're beyond already having the conversation and a couple has decided that they want to explore this world together, right? That's what you're asking. Yeah, more or less. And how would they go about it? And like I said, the do's and don'ts and the misconceptions that people think of this type of lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Well, you can get, I, we are on nerds talking, so I'm going to start super nerdy for a minute. <laughs> Mr. That's Am- Ams, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm- Don't forget. You should. Yeah, yeah. That's Ams. <laughs> Ams is talking right now. Nerd and I'm Wait, do you have your nerds. iPad with you? I don't. Cause, no, because I'm not taking notes okay. right now. All right. But, um, you know, Mr. Ams and I started with tenets and rules and boundaries. So, like tenants are the things that nobody gets to break if, if, you know, it is a huge violation of the marriage and it's two tenants, it's transparency and it's consent. So anything that happens, if Mr. Ams wants to look at my phone and see like who's texted me and, and sends me little flirty messages and stuff, he can look at it. We tell each other 
everything. There is no secrets when it comes to this stuff. Um, and then consent. Either one of us can say no at any time to any situation. Yeah. Right. And then rules are sort of what are we okay with as a couple generally? So for a long time, here's another um, buzzword for you, Johnny. We were a soft swap couple, which means that we only um, played with another couple up to the point of penetrative sex. So we weren't having like penis and vagina or penis and anus sex. It's everything else. And we did that for nine months before we kind of crossed that line into being a full swap couple. So those were, you know, some couples have rules like we want to be in the same room with each other, or we only do this on vacation or whatever it is. Those are your rules. And then boundaries are the things that happen on a given night, you know, tonight, I really don't want you to leave my side or tonight we're free agents and we can just do whatever we want for this night. And then we'll come back and talk about it and see how it went. And so, you know, we have these three different layers of rules and so much fucking communication, like way more talking than sex. Um, at every stage of it. We, we've been doing this for a while. So we have a lot less in the way of rules and boundaries and, you know, um, just talking and more fucking, which is a lot more fun. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, I think the more deliberate that you can be, the more that you can make sure that you're on the same page about what you um, want to explore, the more likely that you'll come out of a not so great situation, which is almost guaranteed at some point, at Mm -hmm. some point, you're going to have lousy sex with someone you don't know very well. And that sucks. It doesn't feel great. And so you want to go back to your partner and say, wow, that sucked. I never want to do that again. And know that they're in your corner and they're okay with it. Um, So you need that strong foundation in your marriage. You need to be talking a lot. And once you have that, you can have a lot of fun. Right. Non ethical non-monogamy is not for everyone. If no. your marriage is in trouble or your marriage, if you don't communicate well, this is not for you. That's right. You got to work on that first. With Mr. Cat and I, we we didn't have a lot of rules. We really didn't know a lot about the lifestyle when we got started. And uh, we just decided that um, it, we were going to be two yeses or one no, and that's it. So either both of us were on board with something or if, if, if one person wasn't, wasn't wanting to do something, then that was a no, we weren't going to do it. But as we went on, we started to learn, oh, maybe this should be a rule. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then as we've gotten more and more um, years under our you know belt, we've, we've lost a lot of the rules because yeah. we, we trust each other. We know each other. We talk about things before and after we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. And oh, Hugh, go for it. Well, no, I was going to say, and I think that was absolutely one of the problems with the the couple we knew is that one of them changed, and that's fine if you communicate and tell the other person, I'm not into this anymore. Right. If you don't, then it becomes someone sneaking around behind somebody else's back. Right. You know, and so again, it comes back back to communication. The other thing is, I think this, especially in this country, we're so hung up on sex it's unbelievable i mean i've been to beaches we talked about this before but naked beaches here and in other another place greece greece Mm -hmm. families nobody hung up at all that i could see here people staring down from cliffs with binoculars it's just it's unbelievable how hung up we are and you can just see it in the the laws that they attempt to pass and all this stupidness i mean it's 
we, our daughters still to this day, one is 17, one is 12, walk around the apartment naked because nobody is hung up about anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody, yeah. nobody's weird about it. Nobody's anything about it. And it just blows me away. Blows me away. Right. For a country who really values freedom, <laughs> sexual freedom is really like not, that's not accepted. Ridiculous hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. You're free to do everything except when we want to govern what you're doing in your bedroom, whether it's two exactly. guys, two women, two. It's the least thing I care about. It's right. not even on a, it's not even on a list. It's yeah. not, you know, and it's just, I think about it all the time. We, you know, my wife is from Brazil, different, a different environment entirely. Mm-hmm. I think about it all the time. We should just not particularly hung up here. I could, we could go somewhere else. But yeah. I mean, you know, everything, every place has its own things. And that's another thing you learn when you travel, but you know, just the hung upness on sex here is unbelievable to me. Yeah. You know, that's part of the reason why we do the podcast is we really do think this is what that good sex should be a part of every healthy adult's life. And we shouldn't um, stigmatize it. We should all just be seeking out pleasure, whatever form that is. And uh, if you've got consenting adults involved, why the fuck not? Right. And so we're just trying to like move the conversation a little bit more in the direction of being open and honest about our sexuality. Let me, let me think, would I rather be lying in bed with somebody or out shooting at somebody? Right. Let me think about that. (laughs) Not a hard decision. I can't really decide. I mean, (laughs) sex is amazingly good for you. It helps you sleep. It helps with depression. It doesn't make you fat. It helps build con- foster connections That's right. um, between like your primary partner. And if you choose to have sex with more than your primary partner, it helps to foster connections within that community. Cares out, enjoy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everybody has their own way of doing it. You know, like um, for Ams and I, uh, we're more, we, we like to make connections with people. So getting to know people, having a community, hanging out together in even vanilla ways, having a barbecue, going to a concert, we do all that normal, regular stuff. Yeah. Um, probably the, the amount of sex we have, maybe 30% of the time. Where it, it, it depends yeah. on the couple. But. Yeah. But, you know, for some couples, they just want to like, go to a club, have sex with an anonymous couple, come home. They sure. don't want to make connections. And that's all good too. That's fine. It's all good. Yeah, for me, passion has always been everything. Mm-hmm. If it's not there, I don't care what you, who you are, your parents. If there's no passion, I can't yeah. be there. Yeah. That's everything. All right. So I have more questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I like it. I like it. Go. Uh, so uh, real quick, you probably discussed it on some of your podcasts, but as far as your uh, demographics, what, cause both of you guys are married. Do both of you have kids? Yes. We do. And mm-hmm. how old are your kids roughly? Teenagers. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think you could have uh, done this lifestyle when they were younger? Like say two, twos to fours. I, I'm being we have... specific because I have a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, we have friends. For a 22-month-old. No, um, so so looking back, uh, <laughs> do you think it would have been possible as far as the lifestyle and setting up dates and whatnot? Uh, do you think it would have been possible back then? So now we have sort of a, a big community yeah. and we have a couple of couples that we know that have young children and they figure it out. Yeah. You know, you, you can... Uh, 
you can set up a babysitter. You're not going to be out overnight. We're almost always home by midnight. You know, <laughs> we did it so right. yeah, that's right. We high five if we are like leaving at 11. <laughs> it's a good thing. But you know, you go out to if you go to a movie and dinner and you know, hang out uh, anywhere, you're going to be gone for five hours. So there you go. Same thing. I mean, it might be a challenge to get babysitters, but you can also figure things out where you have maybe another couple that you trade babysitting with or, or whatever. We have definitely friends who do it, who make it work. Yeah. The, the answer is yes, you absolutely can do it with young children. We have friends who, uh, we have friends who've been pregnant and still, you know, involved in the lifestyle. I would say when I had very young children, um, I felt so touched out Mm-hmm. by the end of the day, because they're hanging on you and clinging to you and they love you so much. And like the last thing I wanted to do was have sex, even with Mr. Amps, right. You go through that period of time where just being a parent. And if you have a job, right. Managing your job, managing your household, that's all you can tackle. And I think parents of young children, God love you. You got a lot of shit to deal with and it's more expensive. Um, so if it's something you want to explore when your kids are little, treat your wife like a fucking goddess because she is working so hard and she needs to switch gears of like being a mom to being a, like a fully realized sexual human being. So do the fucking dishes and like do the, the laundry and take all let, that stuff off her plate, let her take a bath, whatever she needs to switch from that I'm a mom to I'm like a sexual goddess, sex goddess. Um, And so if that's something you want to explore when your kids are little, do everything you can to kind of turn off her sexual breaks and turn on her sexual accelerators. There you go. And Johnny, make your own sandwiches. And make your own fucking sandwiches. Yes. And you know what? My crown one too. Yes. Oh, her a sandwich. First of all, no. she probably lose it. Like, what? What is this? What did you make? Oh my god, it's a sandwich. He made me a sandwich. I love him forever. That's right. It's the little things. It's the little things that we love. What kind of home do you think Johnny lives? In? Johnny will make the second sandwich and go. I'm having two sandwiches. <laughs> forget he was making it for her in the first place. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here on Nerds Talking the Podcast. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast for sexually open-minded women. I'm Ams. And I'm Kat. And we're here to share with you our adventures in the wonderful world of unconventional sex. First, a little bit about us. We are both deeply committed wives and mothers. We're also homeowners, business owners, SUV owners, oh, I don't know, pet owners, you know, your typical suburbanite milfs. A couple of years ago, we each started to explore with our husbands how to have more fun, both in and out of the bedroom. And concerts, travel, entertaining friends are all great, but at the end of the day, we really just wanted to have more adventurous sex. We had no clue how many options were out there. Oh, no clue. From lifestyle dating to kink, hall passes, unicorns, resorts, sex clubs, the list is practically unlimited. As we started to explore these different options, we discovered that there is a huge community of sexy, like-minded people out there. So here is the plan for the podcast. Each episode, we'll choose a sexy experience. Live it, breathe it, love it, or not, fuck it, or not, and tell you how it goes. 
we invite you to open up your mind to the world of new possibilities. Question norms and rules that feel mandatory. Embrace your kink. And have some motherfucking fun. Welcome back to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm here with Ames and Kat from Two Hot Wives. Also, Johnny Carlos, Hugh, and I'm Lafayette. And what you just heard was a commercial for Two Hot Wives. So check that podcast out. You can get it on Spotify, Amazon. Uh, sheesh, where else you get podcasts from? iTunes. Everywhere. App, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. com and get more. Not just the podcast. There's even more. Yeah. Yes. We have lots of articles and. Yeah. I mean, I've been on there. Full resources. It yeah. It's a full, I mean, everything you want to know about these topics and more. And I was going to ask because Johnny seems to be the topic. Here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that brings me to a question of have you guys had anybody that say wanted, um, like off-air personal counseling via Zoom or anything of that nature, or is that mm. something you might even? Offer? We get a lot of questions. Yeah, we get and a lot of the questions are similar. Yeah, you know, they're wanting to know how to convince their wife <laughs> to get into the lifestyle, and we give them that same advice that we gave here: is that you, if you have to convince her, it's not going to work. But I think we get a lot of questions like, how do we get started, or what yeah. if my wife isn't into this, or even what if my husband isn't into it? Yeah, and we try to give good advice that is not, you know, but you know, we're not, we're not professionals. Mm -hmm. We, we have careers outside of being podcasters, but it's not in the field of sexuality or we're not doctors. We are enthusiastic amateurs. And like when we explore these topics, we have no clue whether or not the results of our sexy homework are going to be positive or negative. We aim to set up an experience that's like, you know, if I'm going to explore anal, how can I do this in a way that like is going to be the most pleasurable experience for me? And sometimes it works great. And sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, I don't, we're not necessarily a great source for advice, but except that we have built up a little experience. We have a lot of experience experience building up our, our experience in different, uh, experiences that we've had. Right. So, you know, we're not experts, definitely, but we do have, we do have a little, a little, we have lots of sex. Yeah. We have a lot of sex. We have have insight maybe too. Yeah. No, that's a good way to to put it. You're you're not, you know, you give advice based on your experiences. Yeah. Like you're saying, oh, this is the only way to do it. You know, it's just, this is how we go about it. And this is our experience. And then also I was going to ask, I guess when you started, was jealousy ever a part of it and how did you deal with it or how do you and how do you give people advice on that jealousy that's a good question yeah it's probably the most common question we get mm-hmm. after how do i convince my wife to have a threesome with another chick um it, you know i i think that it is normal to feel lots of feelings when you see your partner have sex with someone for the first time and they might be conflicting feelings like you might be really turned on and also really jealous at the same time. And I think observing your feelings, not to get like super meta, but like observing your feelings go, Oh, this makes me feel possessive or jealous or whatever. What am I going to do with that? Maybe you go home and have really phenomenal reconnection sex with each other, or maybe you realize you're not quite ready to experience seeing your partner with someone else, or it doesn't turn you on and you have a conversation about what you would be okay with or what you're not okay with. Um, you know, 
being open and honest with yourself and with your partner and having those conversations, you'll figure out a way to get through it. Um, And, and like Kat said, it's not for everybody. Um, If you feel insecure about the attachment that you have with your partner, then you should not be exploring an open marriage. You need to feel really securely attached to each other. And whether or not you feel jealousy, some, you know, sometimes that's because you don't feel that secure attachment. So yeah, start there, start with your marriage always. Or it's going to become much more open than you may want it. To be. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's going to be you, your spouse and your divorce attorneys. And the unicorn your... <laughs> and the unicorn. <laughs> well, or that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no one, yeah. no one will be making you a sandwich in that. No, that's no. right. You're going to have to make your own sandwiches forever. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Carlos, do you have any questions? He's been the quiet one. So quiet. Well, right I'm now. just, uh, I'm curious. Are you guys, you guys should make a book. Cocktail oh. cocktails. Yeah. That thing, would, that thing would fly off the shelf. I mean, did you I say make cocktails co- and cocktails? Cocktails. No, and it's, cocktails. Co- it's cocktails and hot tails. Hot tails. It's actually, oh, yeah. Johnny, yeah. Conversation. <laughs> Um, I mean, those are some great stories. Um, Thank you. I mean, I can just imagine somebody just making a cocktail and sitting down and reading this book. I mean, so go ahead and I'll take 5% royalties. Uh, <laughs> because um, you're going to, you're going to produce it and everything. For that's us. Right. Oh, I can do that. I can do oh. that. I have, I have graphic arts background. Absolutely. Ooh. And uh, really cool mic, by the way. That's right. I oh, totally you. dig your mic. It's so big. <laughs> <laughs> you see that Ams. Notes. Ams is so naughty sometimes. I'm on Amazon right now trying to <laughs> I, need that mic. I, need, I need compliments about my size <laughs> I need people you to don't... stop talking about sandwiches <laughs> You started it now the, so uh, back to... Oh sorry Carlos I was going to say that the term You guys use the term vanilla a lot So that yeah. just means I guess plain? Can, Non-lifestyle, non-lifestyle. Non-lifestyle. Right, right, right. Non-lifestyle. Okay, okay. Now, I saw, we, we got a peek of Mr. Ams. Yeah. Good-looking fella. So, when I was listening to the hot tale, and then the story of Matt. At the oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. When I heard this guy was a chiseled fella. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I, that's when, when they asked about the jealousy. I'm like, man, Mr. Ams is a good-looking guy. But yeah. Matt, can you guys go in, can you go a little <laughs> deeper into the Matt story? That's kind of a fantasy. Yeah. You know? He's so, so Matt, God love him. He is like a dead ringer for John Cena. He is a handsome dude. He's, he's a beanstalk. And like you can climb. Well, but, him. but with, well, yeah, because he's, yeah. he's got the abs that you oh. can like grab onto. Um, I like to lick them. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's an awesome dude and he has an Awesome, oh, awesome amazing. wife. So yep. when um when I had that experience with Matt, I had met his wife Scarlett um first. Actually, they were friends yes, of, of Kat and Mr. Of Kat. Ours. Yep. And uh we met each other when we were first starting out in the podcast, and she showed me a picture of, of Matt. She's like, I'm just so spoiled for any other experience because this is my husband. I'm like, damn girl. Um so uh, I was in my office one day and and Mr. Ams came in and I got a look on my face and he's like, what were you thinking about? Just right then. And I said, you know, I was thinking about that old, like cliched 
role play where you go to a hotel bar and you meet some person who's traveling on business and you just go up to their room and like fuck each other's brains out. And he's like, we can make that happen. And so we started to think about who could fill that role, because if you've ever tried it with a partner, has anybody tried to do the like pick up at a hotel bar with their spouse? No. Raise of hands. No, guys. Guys, you're so vanilla. (laughs) Come on. In any event, it's a very hard role play to pull off because you know each other so well. So like, you know, uh, Eric. I feel like like if I tried to pick up my wife, she wouldn't go home with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, the pity points are. You know why? Because his wife would have a do over it. She's like, oh, finally. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm going to take that guy over. In any event, hard to pull off with your own partner. And we, we even talked about, well, maybe Mr. Cat could do it, but I knew him so well at right. that point. It just didn't feel like I needed a stranger, but I didn't actually want a stranger because yuck. Right. Um, so having somebody who was vetted by a woman that I knew and I trusted and me and yes, <laughs> two women that I knew and I trusted. So I reached out to her first and sent her a, a kick actually, cause that's, uh, you know, where a lot of swingers connect is on kick. Um, and, and said, Hey, is this something that you would be okay with? And she walked down the stairs to where Matt was and she's like, you've got mail. <laughs> so she like em- immediately was on board with kind of making this happen. And he showed up at, uh, you know, we arranged for a time to show up at the hotel bar. He walked over to my table and he's like, excuse me, I'm trying to avoid a coworker who wants to have this long conversation about widgets or whatever the fuck he said, you know, and I'm trying to avoid him. So can I buy you a drink and sit with you? Cause I told him I was meeting someone else and I'm like, sure. And we're having this long conversation and about halfway through, I'm like, all right, can we cut the act? Cause this is totally happening. So then we text each other's has, you know, partners I'm texting Mr. Ams and he's texting his wife to make sure everything's okay. And then go upstairs and have absolutely amazing sex. And he had set up the room. Take notes, gentlemen. He <laughs> had champagne on ice in the um, sink of the bathroom and he had strawberries all cut up and he had gummy bears. I don't know why that combination, but it really did it for me. Um, and for the record, Matt doesn't drink and he no. certainly doesn't eat gummy bears. No, and like, I'm not, not sure strawberries <laughs> would like meet his macro requirements. Yeah. So this was all for me, but I felt so spoiled by the experience. It was absolutely amazing. And then I like came home and told Mr. Amps all about it and we had amazing sex. So it's just fun. You know, it's just fun yeah, to play around with it. We've really gotten to a point where we make fantasies happen yes for for us at least and and will we tell people about it so that they can make it happen too yeah like the round robin threesomes that we had where we took turns having threesomes between the four of us so one person would bow out and there would be a threesome with the other three Mm-hmm. And we did that all the way around. And now we're going on a second round <laughs> or third. Oh yeah. And we, then we did the birthday thing where, um, we gave Mr. Cat a sensual massage for his birthday and we had already gotten that for our birthdays. So mm-hmm. yeah, super hot. Yeah. Well, that one what? included the unicorn, correct? Yes. That's right. Yes. He loved it. Yeah. I mean, so much that he was like, I know. Shaking. Yes, <laughs> <he> was. <laughs> I'm curious when you vet, cause that's an interesting question. Yeah. Because, you know, 
sometimes vetting also means the physical part of it and making sure that everybody is good, especially if you're not using something. Yeah. So do you, not to be particular, but do you always use something or do you uh, vet? Always. Protect, so you're talking about protection Condoms? and STIs. Always. Yeah. So um, we, well, uh, we test for STIs um, on a regular basis. So Mr. Ams and I alternate every mm-hmm. six months. Right. Um, and, um, we, and we always use protection. I would say within the swinger community that we've seen most do like I've only encountered one couple that I saw on vacation that was not using protection. Everybody else. It's interesting too, because when we've heard single girls talk about having a guy wear a condom or asking a guy to wear a condom, half the time they get, they get an attitude about it. Like the guy doesn't want to wear one. I have never, ever encountered that in the lifestyle. The guys bring them. They know it's a part of the deal. There's no questions. I don't even have to ask them to put one on because they already have it. And I, and I bring them right? too, just yeah. in case. And, but you also think those single guys that don't, because again, their interpretation of this lifestyle is just, I'm just here to bang. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to bring, like, I'm not bringing that. I, you, you know what you're in for. You know what I mean? It's just that they probably have that idea, that, you know, this is what it is. Well, some guys so don't I, like it anyway. They just don't like it. I mean, right. Well, in fairness, I think it is a lot more sort of restrictive for guys than it is for women. It doesn't make a huge, you add a little lube, it doesn't make a huge difference for us. Um, that being said, I, you know, the, I don't know if you've heard some of our episodes where we talk about single guys, but it's actually challenging to meet up with a single guy who doesn't know all of the sort of rules and norms of the lifestyle community, because there are a lot, when you don't rely on cultural norms to establish what is and isn't okay, you, you can't make any assumptions and you have to, you know, understand what the rules are for that subculture. And a lot of single dudes don't, they just, they're there to bang. They're just super right. thirsty guys. Um, so if you're out there, dudes, listen up. Um, there's a lot of rules. Protection is, is one of them. And, you have to approach every situation just being so fucking grateful that you get to be there that you'll get invited back (laughs) to that point to that point that's exactly what i've told my girls you control you control this room we control you control you are you controlled it's not going to mean much difference for you maybe it's a little bit of an inconvenience for him to stop down hang Mm -hmm. on hang on yeah. But you control yep. the room. If he wants to be there, that's part of it. It's yeah. not the other way around. It's not the other way around where he's dictating to you because he's potentially exposing you. So- mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I have an older son. I have a teenage son. And I talk to him about all of this stuff. I talk to him about not slut shaming his his girlfriends or his friends who are girls. I talk about him, you know, shutting that down when he hears his friends, if, if he hears any of his guy friends talking like that, because, you know, it, letting that just fester, it, it's a disrespect. It's it disrespectful. Is. And I've, I've talked to him. I mean, I think, you know, we don't tell our kids what, what we do. It's none of their business, what our sex life is. We're raising our kids to be more sex positive and to be more open and to be in control of their own lives. With my daughter, I, I don't tell her she has to wait for marriage. I say, when you're mature enough to make a a decision based on what you want and not feeling pressured by a boy or not feeling like you have to do this because everybody else is, then you're ready. But until that happens, 
You're you not know, ready. You be in control of you. Yeah. You, you'd be sticking your head in the sand, acting like it's not going to happen because right. I said it's not going to happen. You might as well just put your head right in the sand and just stay upside down because right. it is. I'd and much she, rather. She she talks to us about everything, everything, yep. every single little yeah. part of her body, every single, single thing. Ask me about me. I mm-hmm. tell her. You know, this is what this is. No, it's not weird to walk with. Yes, there's gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've lost connection with you. Because you've made it okay for her to talk about all those things. Yeah. I have. I yeah. Have. And so she, that's how she's grown up and she'll always be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. She'll probably have a better relationship with her future partner. Yes. Good job, dad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> She's in a theater program. I mean, a, a, an arts program and her friends, some of them have, some of them have <laughs> some, some parents who are just totally unaccepting of anything. And so they are lashing out every situ- which way they can. Maybe that is their true life or maybe it's not, but because they have no support system from the people they need it most from, our girls know that we love and support. That's it. That's well, it. We- we think about all of the bullshit that we grew up with, right? And how hard it was to overcome all that and to, you know, to enjoy sex for ourselves, not just because a man wants it, you know, yeah. but for us, right. how liberating that is. We don't want our daughters to, to have to deal with all of that. It was hard. What a shock. My gosh. You mean you get to enjoy too? What a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. We'll take one more break here on Nurse Talking a Podcast. We'll be right back after this. On episode five of Licking Non-Vanilla with special guest, Miss Ava. Have you ever worn panties? Ralph? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> just a... <clears throat> Ralph, oh, uh, on, on our, our next topic is... I just love how it got real silent there, Chris. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> If you knew what it felt well, like. You know, uh, I can't believe I made Ralph Greco speechless. Well, this know, is a red letter day. I can feel the blush halfway across the country. Where's your blood going? That's a clue. Licking non-vanilla. A sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. With your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. Welcome back to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm here with Carlos, Johnny, Hugh, I'm Lafayette, and we're with the ladies from Two Hot Wives, Ams and Cat. They haven't left because <laughs> we have much more to discuss. And Carlos, actually, during the break, had a question. So, Carlos, take it away. Well, I was listening to the, um, the Swingers Cruise episode. You had mentioned how nobody was having sex around the pool. Almost sounded like you were disappointed. Like, I don't know. I've never been on a swingers cruise, so I'm just curious. Yeah. Is that how things happen? I I wasn't disappointed. No, I you mean, know, all was... of these, all of these uh, vacations that we go on, there's a lot of rules. Yeah. And there are rules about public spaces. You can't, can't walk around naked in the, in the dining room. Uh, you, you can't have sex around the pool, except around the hot tub. Um, there are certain areas where you can have outside sex and there's certain areas where you can kiss and hug and you can you can do a little bit of that, but you're not allowed to really have penetrative, sex. Yeah. full sex. And that's just kind of nice because we don't we don't really want it everywhere we go. You need a little break. Yeah. 
We like to just talk to people. We want to enjoy our Moscow (laughs) mule by the pool and not watch somebody like giving a blowjob. You know, everybody's different. Some people really enjoy exhibitionism or voyeurism. And there are places you can go, sex Mm -hmm. clubs and, and different resorts where public sex is totally acceptable. And if that's your thing, it is easy to find. I personally enjoy hanging out with people, you know, being dressed sexy or maybe naked and, and talking and flirting and kissing a little bit, but I don't really enjoy Mm -hmm. watching people have sex by the pool there, you know, it's kind of, kind of raunchy. I'm not a big fan of it. For God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like there's not enough chlorine in the world. And there are so (laughs) many places you can have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not comfortable. You have to bring silicone lube with you. It's just, it's a lot of work. I don't like You're it. You're looking, like, you don't want to look, but you have to look. Like off to the side, just wait until you're finished. Like, hurry, yeah. I want to swim for God's sake. Exactly. <laughs> Get off my towel. That's what's right? funny. I think it's funny. Exactly. People, people think water is such a great, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's, it's miserable. Yeah. Unless you bring yeah. something and then. It's, then it's better, but it's like sex on the beach. Sex on the beach isn't that much fun. Oh, no. You get sand no, in your no, coochie. It's not. it's not fun. No, <laughs> sex in a bed. I would like sex in a king size bed with like fluffy mm-hmm. sheets and blankets. That's how I like to have sex. Yes, but just or see. a swing. Or a swing. We see you have a swing in the studio. Yeah. Yes. Whips and much more. It's like a dungeon. This is our dungeon. Exactly. It's a pleasure dungeon. That you yeah. Have. This is where we record every episode here in our you dungeon. Know, it's because you got to be fully immersed. Yeah, and it's soundproof. It is the most oh, soundproof yeah. room in oh, the house. Well, yeah. It be, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have has yeah. to be. Yeah, it has to be sound. It's like the bat cave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I had a question oh, for you no, guys. Yeah, Johnny, go for it. So, um, so when you guys were talking about condoms, it reminded me of a story, and I don't know how big your community is. If you've heard this story already, but um, I want to say like five years ago, maybe more there was a corrections officer in California. He was shot and paralyzed. He said that uh, he was at a restaurant in Frisco and he met her. He saw a parolee that recognized him, got shot, was paralyzed. He was seeking compensation from uh, the state. He was going to get paid uh, a lot of money. Uh, he There was GoFundMe's for him. Like there was uh, his coworkers like set up golf tournaments to raise money for him, this and that. Turns out he was at a sex club and there was an argument about condom, no condom, something like that. And the the lady's partner confronted him outside, shot him. And uh, so it turns out he was a swinger and uh, he was into this like big horror story that uh, he ended up being charged for. You just started to learn to walk again four years ago, right? What? (laughs) (laughs) That was Johnny. He got shot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> if I could only see your search engine right now. <laughs> Did you guys hear this story about a really good-looking guy who got shot? And it was really bullshit good because the car fella. broke. It wasn't even my fault. I mean, <laughs> 
It wasn't me, uh, motherfuckers. The biggest story I think that we've encountered is when maybe a couple is not getting along so well at a house party and they lose it and they fight with each other and they throw, you know, all their stuff on the lawn and, yeah, you know, there's yelling and screaming happens. and stuff like that. But that I've never heard of anything no. like what you're talking about. Plus, I've never heard anyone call San Francisco Frisco, but that's a totally <laughs> different. Wait, really? For, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's all it's known as in California. Frisco. 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 Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the more interesting thing Johnny brought up. <laughs> Frisco. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any like funny stories then? Like, well, yeah, the uh, one I just told. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we we do host these epic house yeah, parties. We've got one coming up. Like fifty couple house parties. Well, Big, 50, 50 people, 50 people, 25 couples. Actually, I think it's going to be 60 couples. So 120 wow. people this, this upcoming 60, house party, 60 couples, 60 couples. That's a big house? party. It's a big house. Okay. house. Swing doesn't look. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, the we swing is not for everyone. No. And we don't live in Frisco. So the real estate market, <laughs> not quite so that tight. Is true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's the next um, thing will be about real estate. Go for it. <laughs> but uh, we had invited a, relatively new couple to our first house party. Why did we invite a new couple to a house party? Because they were hot. Because they were hot. <laughs> um, but they had not, they were not on the same page. And uh, they weren't quite ready for the scene. No. And uh, she was. Oh, she was <laughs> all gas and he was all breaks. But um, it kind of went sideways. We learned later that like she actually went and fucked somebody and told him like, I'm just dancing with him. And then went, you know, it was drama. So he threw all her shit out of the car and drove away and left her at a house party. And uh, so she's picking up her stuff in the dark at like uh -huh. one o'clock in the morning in my neighborhood and uh, missed her Butt plug. Butt plug. Um, but your neighbor brought it to you. Well, yeah, so we, did, you, did you lose this, Ams, on your front? We, we'd like to play close this? to what house. This? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Like a really heavy and, uh, so necklace. No. We, we met a new couple who happened to live walking distance from our house. And we're like, oh, we're, you know, we're in the same neighborhood. Let's say hi and meet each other. And so we're walking around the neighborhood and we're like, yeah, that's our house. And they're like, oh my gosh, two weeks ago, we were walking by that house and there was like a cute little jewelry bag. And we looked inside the bag and there was a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. It could have been worse, right? Like your neighbor is like, hey, I just want to let you know, I ran this over and you guys owe me a new lawnmower. Well, there you well, go. <laughs> what about the time when they brought you a pie and said, you need, you need lines. Lines. <laughs> Here, have this pie. And by the way, you need blinds. You need blinds. You need curtains. <laughs> that is true. Nicest neighbors ever. It was it was a new house at the time. I don't think you guys had all your, all no. your window coverings up. But she did bring you a pie. She did. That was very it nice. It was very sweet. Here's a pie. You might want to invest in blinds. blinds. Or, or I curtains. would bring two pies and tell them to put the blinds up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, uh, I'm curious if you ever invited a third that a guy who then huh. turned out to be more interested in your guy as opposed to that you may have thought, oh yeah, okay, good. This is going to work. And prior vetting said, good guy, but maybe that's, forgot a little bit of a detail or maybe didn't see it coming. That's yeah. never happened to, to us. No, although that is um, 
I would say kind of a, a one of the cliches or stereotypes about inviting a third guy is that the the bull or the single guy is looking to explore his bisexuality. Right. Um, you know, I, I would say bisexuality for women in the lifestyle is very accepted. It's, it's almost encouraged. It, it's right. almost uh, assumed, which is not always the case. Right. Bisexuality for men is it's hard to navigate and it's really unfair in my opinion. It's, you know, there's a lot of stigma around it still. It's, it's the hypocrisy of that, you know, the industry, the the porn industry, it's the same hypocrisy Two girls. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. You know, it's like, I mean, come on, think about it. Uh, I've heard it called the devil's threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the Miss Bobby thinking, you know, two girls that's hot. He's not thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you invited him over? Oh, wait, wait a second. No, no, no. But, <laughs> oh, but I think the guys, the it, guys love that. They love what? seeing us enjoy well, no, no, being with them and saying. another guy. I, I did, no, yeah, that. Yeah. I'm talking about That's awesome. It's like our guy, favorite thing. <laughs> the guy is turned on to Mr. Ames instead. That's what I'm trying yeah. to oh. figure I mean. Yeah. You know, I um, both of our guys are straight, but I have to say I really am proud of how totally cool they are if you know there's incidental touching like there's certain positions that the the odds are the streams are going to cross at some point and um the guys are very chill about it they don't touch swords they don't freak out even if they touch swords it's like very um it's It's, they're not a big deal it's incidental it's not it's not done on purpose they know it it's just when you're all when you're all around each other that close it's gonna happen yeah you know do you know what the number one in the at the vegas convention number one attraction or at least it was a couple years ago for straight guys Hmm. transgenders yeah sure oh yeah sure one not even close. because so much less drama than a cis woman. Like they're super chill about everything. They don't, you know, have like the weird hormonal fluctuations. They're great, right? They're right. cool, man. And they have great fashion sense. But what's funny is these guys would probably never admit it though. If sure. you ever asked them, they would never, oh, sure. never in a hundred years admit it. Yeah. But there they are. Can I get your autograph? Can I have a picture? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the down low. It's at the DL. It's the call it right the down yeah. low the DL yeah. so so I had a random question DL Give me two Frisco. movies two movies that had great I have them I have two movies that like had really either great or funny swinging scenes in them oh yes yes I, I have two that I well, I okay. really liked the Tom Cruise and uh, his wife at the time I oh eyes wide shut eyes wide shut sure yeah 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 and that's I, a sexy movie. And then I was greatly amused by the Sasha Baron Cohen movie where he plays, where he's playing gay and he's like looking at, at a swing. Remember the little swing party? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like yeah. Staring like, you are really going good. <laughs> <laughs> what is that um, movie with um, Justin Bateman with the, um, the road trip or something where they're in an RV smuggling drugs from Mexico. Meet the Millers. Or meet the, yes. We're the Millers we're or the Millers. meet the Millers or something like that. That's hilarious. It has a scene with the guy from uh, Park and Rec. Uh, oh, what yeah. is oh, oh, Nick Ed Offerman. Ed yes. Offerman. Offerman. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, Oh my God, they go into each other's tents at one point and they're like, I don't know if we're ready for this. 
Oh, it's hilarious. Everybody should watch that scene. I'm not going to do it justice. Uh, well, and, and just recently, uh, I, I was watching you. Do you know mm-hmm. the, the show? Oh, yeah, you the Netflix show. Yes. Have you watched the third season? No, I've only seen season one. It's hilarious. There is, I, I feel bad if I'm spoiling anything, but it's been out for a long time now. So um, somewhere in the middle of all of the episodes, there is a couple that uh, approaches them about being uh, in the lifestyle and hot wife and the whole thing. It is hilarious. hilarious. It's so funny. The episode is actually called A Swing and a Miss. <laughs> Because you told me about it. And yeah. I was like, I got to I made, her, I made her watch it because I couldn't stand it. I thought she was going to watch the whole thing, but I couldn't I couldn't wait until she watched it. <laughs> okay, just watch these just episodes. Watch that one. But the stereotypical craziness that goes on, we we had to laugh. It was, it was so hilarious. Funny. And and it was weirdly true in certain in things. Some they things, like, yes. brought out a contract at one point. I'm like, yeah, we probably would have yeah. brought out a contract. You totally would have. <laughs> Like a non-disclosure thing. And yeah, it was, it was super Hilarious. good. And then the guy brings out his, like his big suitcase full of drugs, yeah, pharmaceuticals. pharmaceuticals, like all the things you might need. It was, it was great. It was funny. And um, let's take this to another topic. What outside of the show and the lifestyle, give me some, what do you guys watch on Netflix? What are your, what are some you can recommend to people? Cause you know, oh, this is nerds talking. Like having nothing to do with lifestyle, right? No, no, it, has, uh, it can. Uh, just what Ooh. is it you, you know, what you're watching, what you're into from Netflix to Hulu to streaming yeah. and so forth. What do you guys like to do on your uh, leisure time? My leisure. I, I'm a big Marvel fan. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, I, love, I love Marvel <laughs> movies. And I'll tell you, my son will come to me and go, mom, there's like 11 new movies coming out this year. You want to watch all the trailers? And I will sit there with him for like a half an hour, 40 minutes, watching all the trailers of all the new movies. And we get really excited. But I have a thing. I, I love to see those movies in the big theater. I don't like this home theater stuff. I mean, it's okay for rom-coms. Yeah. You know, but but seeing these big epic movies with all of these special effects and crazy, I like seeing them in the big theater. So my rule is like Marvel movies need to be seen in the theater, which was not fun during the pandemic because we couldn't do that. But I had to make exceptions. But that's my thing. Yeah. You know, you know you're talking to these three guys, especially who know the entire histories of Marvel history. Universe. Everybody. So ask. No, no I don't think I've memorized. I haven't memorized everything, but um, everything. You know, I love me some Thor. You like? I, I like. Uh, I like. Is, is Thor Thor the one you? Fuck out of all of I'd them. I fuck all of them. Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. We're gonna go for Marvel for you to Mary F. Kill. Oh, okay. Mary <laughs> fuck kill. So, all right. Yeah, who's 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 your Mary? Mary. Um. <laughs> I would go with with Iron Man because he's got all the dough. That's right. And all the good toys. Okay. Who would you kill? Oh. Loki. Loki. Although I love him. I know you do. In real life, he can dance. That man can get down. If you go on YouTube and you look for uh, celebrities, guys that can dance, (laughs) they've got like this top 20, top 10. He is number one and he deserves it because he is hot. Yeah. I'd still kill him. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. I mean, Tom Holland can dance. Yeah. Well, I might. Yeah, I, I probably have to marry Iron Man too because he. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. a good life. That's yeah, a good guys, life. That's a good life. And you guys would both kill Loki. Yeah, I, I would go with Loki to kill. Okay, we got one Loki. I don't know. Yeah, who'd you kill? Yeah, probably have to some kill of them Loki. are annoying because he's kind of a bad guy. Sometimes a good guy. Yeah, I mean, there's all the bad guys you can kill, but that's too easy. Yeah, 
That's yeah, too that's, easy. That's too He's only died. How many times has Loki died? Yeah. Uh, I think like <laughs> three, so far. three or four, three times. Yeah. yeah. They, know, they know. They know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure well, they do. And so then who, then, then who's the F? I already know. Yeah. It's Thor. We fuck all of them. I don't know. Oh, I don't have to be Captain America. Ca- oh, yeah. Oh, God. Maybe I'd marry yeah. Captain America. Yeah, He's so too. clean cut. He's so sexy. No, I was thinking um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Lord. I think he'd be my F. I think he would. He makes me laugh. <sighs> but what I, I'd like- have a threesome with Captain America and uh-huh. Oh, and that Thor. does sound good. That does that sound, does sound good, right? Really good. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I threw in DC? I mean, would Peacemaker oh. make your list? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, Peacemaker's oh, John Cena. I know. That's why I that, brought it up. Because he is funny. He's, he's funny. funny. He's very. That show is. He's very good looking. Funny. He's funny. He is. He's yeah. sexy. Yeah. Okay. So okay. <laughs> you talked us into it. We would do him too. He is. Very, yeah. very, chis- very chiseled, but he's funny in that show. Yeah, oh, the show's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, the show's. And then, how about the Batman? You guys gonna see the Batman? I really want to see the Batman, but mostly because of um, Zoe Kravitz. She's awesome. My that- kids have both already seen it, and, the, and awesome. my, we're gonna go see it soon. So yeah, but we have to see it in the big theater. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay. right now, the place you can't see it is right. The Batman. We're going this yeah. weekend. But you're awesome. right. Yeah, you're right about one thing. You got to see Marvel super any superhero movie in the theaters. In the yep. theater is good. Big epic yeah. movies need to be seen on a big, big screen. So I don't what, know, we go ahead. No, go for it. No, go for it. I was gonna say during COVID, we watched a lot of like outdoor on a projector. Oh, okay, that's cool. Movies, yeah. and that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what else do you guys do? besides the podcast and so forth what's the what's the fun thing what does cat and ames get out and do what's the hobbies what's we love you know? going to concerts yeah skiing. music skiing. i mean it's still skiing skiers. season so we're yeah. skiing a lot right now travel when that comes back yeah we love now, to travel what part of the world without being specific oh to travel done, well no no, no. for, for vacations mean, oh. No, where where you are? We're oh. we're on the we're on the east coast, so the skiing kind of sucks. But um, you know, we have our home mountain that we yeah. love. And then um, you know, I guess advice you would give to I mean, you were given a lot of advice already. How about older couples? Have you guys been approached by older couples? Like, sure. I mean, significantly older than you, or sure. Um, I, life goals. Yeah. We have met some amazingly like evolved hot couples in their 60s 60s even 70s. early 70s um this is not a, a hobby that you age out of necessarily well and i think a lot of times you start late anyway because you you know we had kids when we were in our 20s and 30s and we were busy with family stuff and we this wasn't even on my radar at the time and so then it's like your kids get older and you're like, well, now what do we do? Let's yeah. have some fun. What can we Actually, do? That's pretty good. What you just brought up. What is the average age in this lifestyle? Would you say like, what's the bracket was like 30, 40. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What is it typically more like 40 to 50? I, I would say a lot of people start as empty nesters or with teenage kids. And, uh, but that being said, I have met some baby millennials yep. who are ahead of the game in terms of, um, you know, being really sexually evolved and growing up in the hookup culture that we all missed out of because the fucking AIDS crisis meant that sex was going to kill you. So, um, you know, they're a lot more comfortable with the idea that a relationship does not have to be monogamous if the, both couples are okay with that. So there's a lot 
lot of young people, they don't necessarily identify as swingers because that feels like a very old school term, Mm -hmm. but they're 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 E&M or they're open. Um, So all ages. I do think this next generation is the lucky ones because I think they, they are growing up with not the same kind of you know, messages that we got. So for us, we, we we're starting our lifestyle journey in our forties where we have kids and we have, you know, neighborhoods with, you know, mom's groups and, and soccer and all these things where we can't, we can't all of a sudden come out and tell people what we're about because they're going to freak out. But this generation, they're, they're young, they're coming they're coming into relationships, already having that identity, already deciding who they are. We didn't figure that out until after we were already entrenched. <laughs> Never <laughs> and too so, old, as they say. No, that's, no, that's definitely right. not. You can't be too old. And as long as you can, and this is what I've told my son, as long as you can have an open and honest conversation about sex with your you know, potential partner, then you're old enough and mature enough to have sex. But I've met 30 year olds who can't have an open and honest conversation about sex. Nope. Um, Yeah. Um, No, it's funny you mentioned, I mean, the AIDS crisis was right. Like in 1980, when Mm -hmm. I was starting to like evolve along that path and bad, really bad, bad, bad timing, because it scared the shit out of me. Mm hmm. I mean, for good reason. Yeah. It's funny. You had kids in your 20s. I didn't have kids. So I was 47. Wow. But that you're you're a super evolved dad, which is awesome. It's the best best thing ever. And having daughters was even better. Even even better. Yeah. Good for them. That's awesome. Johnny has been actually writing me on the side like, oh, let me ask something. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell him. I have another question, Johnny. I have another question. Johnny, we can always talk, you know, next right. week sometime uh, yeah. too. If you have we'll more questions, you, you know, you I send mean, you just give us a call. We'll, we'll give you some private that coaching. Was, <laughs> and that was the reason why I brought up earlier about the private sessions. That was, that was, that was really And exciting. how much do you charge? And how much asking, you were you asking for a friend? Yeah, asking for a friend. That's here. <laughs> yeah. Do you charge by the inch, Johnny? Right, Johnny, you're up. All right. So m- one of my questions, I uh, was listening to one of your podcasts and when you go on uh, dates with other couples, you c- kind of know almost immediately, right? If you're attracted to that person, if it's about to go down, that type of thing. Um, Cause there was one time, I think you were saying that maybe uh, Mr. Ams was down and you were not. Yeah. And, that happens a lot. Yeah. So do you ever, has there ever been a time where you change your mind uh, as far as like, Oh hey, yeah, this guy has a great personality. He's really funny. I mean, um, I really like his San Francisco Giants hat. <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. So have you changed your mind? Like yeah. uh, It totally happens. Thing? It definitely okay. happens because, and I think, you know, someone with a positive personality, it makes them more attractive. So you might meet someone and maybe, you know, they're, they're probably pretty good looking because you picked them on the profile to, to go out in the first place. Um, so they're probably relatively good looking, or at least something that appealed to you at some point when you were looking at the, at the profiles. But once you meet someone and they are funny or they're outgoing or they're, they they engage, you know, you see their personality come out. It makes them more attractive. Yeah. Even physically more attractive. Yeah. And this is one thing I actually don't really care for about like the standard 
swinger culture or the Mm -hmm. old school swinger culture. It's like, you feel this pressure. You have this first date that the second date needs to lead to sex. And the one thing I've learned is like, if you're going to throw off the normal rules of society, why then take on the rules of some other subculture? And I have found that I need to get to know somebody better than one date before I want to jump into bed with them. So, you know, what we've started to, to do more is if a couple seems cool and awesome, I, we used to have red light, green light, yellow light, but like everybody was a yellow light because very few people were red lights. Very few people were green lights. Everybody was like a, well, maybe maybe (laughs) if I don't know, the context is right. And, and the lighting is right. And he says the right thing. Like maybe I could get there, but if I just give myself more time to get to know them, which is why we love having these big social events, then, then I get there. Um, Yeah. Cause sex is like 10% between the legs and 90% between the ears. So if there's not that connection going on upstairs, then it's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to lead to a really great sexual experience. Johnny, Johnny's like looking around He's trying like, to figure that, that statement oh out. Oh my gosh, oh, the mouth! Oh, what are between the ears? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait that's a actually pretty good because I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, well, we're talking about communication and connection. Have you guys had the opposite where basically you were attractive physically, but you're like, God damn, he's oh, sure. rock and personality's so lame. Like they yeah. didn't make a difference. I you know, it would be, uh, yeah, I mean, most people are good people. Like yeah. most people are good people. I've never met so some, much, just we don't encounter, of, we haven't encountered a lot of real the, assholes. The, or, every or once in a while, are, you'll meet somebody who's like super attractive. So they've never had to try that hard at sex. Um, and you're like, oh, that yeah. guy's a douchebag, but it's so rare. It's mostly, but you know, we're mostly meeting married dudes right. with their wives. And so they're, you know, emotionally evolved enough to have a, a, relationship with another person and she's got decent taste i'm assuming right like so it's more of a challenge sometimes that you meet like a regular dad with the dad bod and and you kind of it takes a little while to get there personality wise than super hot dude with no personality that's yeah i mean show me him and i don't know put a bag over his head or something (laughs) like it it doesn't happen that often yeah Well, and, and in this community that we've built, we really get to know people over a long, longer, Mm, much longer period of time. Relationships, right? So, right. Ams and Mr. Ams meet people, bring them in. We meet Mr. Cat and I meet people. We bring them in. They might not be a perfect fit for us, but somewhere in the community that we've got going on, they're going to find people that they they click with. Your answers leading to questions like references. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, other couples basically refer a lot to you guys. Like, hey, you guys should meet these people. You guys should meet those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When we plan a big party, uh, inevitably, a couple will say, hey, we met this couple and we'd like to invite them. And so we say, well, bring them to the meet and greet. We always have a meet and greet a couple Mm -hmm. weeks before the big party where we can meet people. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if we like them, we invite them. Yeah. If they're good, decent people, yeah. they're probably going to connect with somebody. They don't necessarily have to be a, a perfect connection for us. Yeah. But if we feel like they're a good fit for the group, like someone here is going to really yeah. dig this, yeah, this yeah. couple, then yeah, yeah. There you go. it just gets bigger and bigger. So Johnny, any questions on the type of bag you should wear? <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> 
Johnny, I didn't bring up Johnny. the bag. I'm sorry. Oh. It just was Johnny a conversation. Johnny gets this all the time. It, Johnny, all the Johnny time. is kind of like he, the butt of the joke. You cut me deep Aww. a little bit on that one, but I am curious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> would silk be better or burlap? Go burlap. Yeah, which, which bag is sexier? <laughs> <laughs> I have never played that king. Uh, that is not my king. <laughs> now you have something new. I know. Oh, it's an episode ideas. They just come in left and right. Oh my goodness. Homework. More <laughs> homework. Anybody else have any questions left for our guests before we yeah. uh, end the segment? Yeah. I want to know uh, when can we expect season three? Season three First is coming Wednesday out. of April. Oh, that's right. Okay. We're, yeah. yeah. We're not we, that far off. We've been talking to some amazing subject matter experts yeah. and that like a championship pole dancer and uh, Emily Nagoski, art uh, author of Come As You Are, which is a book that I would recommend that everybody should read. read that. It's amazing. Johnny. Read that book. Read that book. Johnny, read that book. Like Take it to your wife. You should one. all read it, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's available on audio. <laughs> and Emily Nagoski. You don't even have to read. <laughs> she, reads, she reads the book herself, and she's amazing. Yes. Really, really good. Johnny just wants an invite to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He'll fly out. Uh, but are you a single guy? <laughs> no, you're going to bring your wife. So mm, you better have that conversation soon. Hypothetical question, because you guys are talking about the... Honey, we're going on a plane flight, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's actually not too far from that. How much trouble do you think I would be in right? if, if, I, if we go to a resort and then I'll be like, oh, my God, there are just nothing but swingers here. Weird. <laughs> like, how much trouble do you think I can get into? Uh, you'll be in a lot of trouble. I so I think there's a certain amount of plausible deniability just in that <laughs> I remember researching like sexy adult vacations way before I knew anything about lifestyle, anything about swingers. And I had encountered keto like, Oh, hedonism sounds fun. And if I had showed up at Hedo, I'd be like, Holy shit, it's filled with swingers. So I think you might be like, how good an actor are you? Could you pull that shit off? <laughs> because on the website, it just says clothing optional, right? Would she be up for that? Clothing I, mean, I don't know. It would be easy to hide the expressions on my face, but not the boner. You know. <laughs> well, that would just be natural. I, I, so I have to <laughs> say, that would be okay. Very it's like voluntary. That's right. In order about that's that. right. You can't always. It you can't always control those things. But we've gone to to nude beaches and nude pools and stuff. It's very rare that there's like an involuntary boner. Like right. it's, we don't see it. No, it's pretty. And, you know, I actually think those vacations are the best place to start or one of the best places to start if you're interested in uh, experiencing the lifestyle, because there's absolutely no pressure to do anything. You don't even have to be naked, really. I mean, most people are at least topless for the women and the men are usually completely naked, but there's no sex going on in the public space, like in the dining room, in the pool area. Um, there is going to be some of that at the, uh, the hot, hot tub. tub, but it's not, it's not like in your face everywhere you go. And there's not couples coming up to you constantly going, Hey, you want to hook up? It, it's very much more subtle than that. It's people talking, getting to know each other. 
a desire, you would get these yellow wristbands. <laughs> so everybody would know that you were new. If, if it's your first time going, they give you the yellow ones. So everybody wants to talk to you, but they're so nice and so friendly. Swingers are the nicest people you've ever met. Mm-hmm. They, they're not pressuring you to, to have sex because there's plenty of couples there that will have sex with them. They don't want to push anybody into doing well, something. And they're they going they home do. and having amazing sex with their partner. Right. So it's just not that big a yeah. deal if you, you but don't the theme parties are fun yeah. and, and the dancing is fun. And then you can just go right back to your room with your own partner yeah. and never have sex with anybody else there. And no one would know and no one would care. A, a lot of people who go to these lifestyle friendly resorts are not, not swingers. Lifestyle. They're not exactly. swingers. They just like hanging out. Even on the cruise, there are people who are there who just enjoy hanging out in a sexy, you know, adults only um, atmosphere. Um, so you absolutely can go and not feel pressure to, mm-hmm. to cross that boundary. I feel like I would be wearing the yellow wristband no matter how many times I've been. <laughs> please, please you can pay. You probably pay extra for that. That's pay. right. Fresh meat. <laughs> they would know him right away too. Like, wait, weren't you with the two hot wives on the podcast? Like, damn it. So you knew I snuck in here with my wife. I'm trying. That's true though. I mean, you're right about, especially beaches. There's a lot of facility going on. There's mm-hmm. nobody's even nobody. Even, nobody's paying attention. No, no, it's nobody cares. Weird. It's almost weird if you are. It's like, dude, dude, yeah, calm down. Right. I don't know. It's easy for you to say, Hugh, but you don't have a, <laughs> a dolphin tattoo on the back of your shoulder. <laughs> I, I do think if you had like a, a dude with a tramp stamp, I'd be looking, I'd be staring at that. <laughs> there you go, Johnny. Well, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> there you go. Look at that Johnny smile. Look at that. Now he's now he's, he's got dimples. He he's back in the room. <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, you guys. <laughs> If anybody else have, have any more questions, no I'm questions. Johnny. I just wanted to thank you, ladies, for joining us. This was a lot of fun, very informative, and uh, you know, maybe you'll be getting a couple emails from me soon. <laughs> thank you for having us. This was a thank blast. Thank you so much, Hugh, Johnny, Lafayette, Carlos. You guys are amazing. Thank yeah, you, you for having. Well, you guys are thank great. You. Thank um, you. Check out Two Hot Wives, where you can find any podcast. Go to twohotwives.com. There's so much more on there. Season three coming soon. You said April. April first, first week of April yep. first week of April any 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 preview any little tidbits you want to what, what's ah, the first episode teaser. We're, to, we're well, trying we to line up squirting dancing that's we've yeah, got squirting yeah we've got squirting lined up um some BDSM yes uh, what are we doing we're doing restraints, restraints. love it I'm See? super excited yeah. about that There's yeah. so much to look forward to in season three and Johnny's face already says <laughs> <laughs> What if I brought my work restraint? <laughs> oh, he's really saying, can we extend another hour? <laughs> that's, a, that's a paid session. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for joining us. This, this has really been a lot of fun. And I think our listeners are going to be super informed, especially this type of topic, because it's not um, nerds, people, a lot people talk about, you know, you know, I think they're going to be super intrigued and you can get more of it at Two Hot Wives the Podcast. Remember that people subscribe, download, review, turn on notifications. New episode coming April. 
See? Gosh, we need to have them oh, on wow. our show to plug it all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you guys would like to say before you guys? No, you I think we said it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank we you. We put it all out there. Signing off, gentlemen. Well, thank you guys very much. And we'll take one more break here on Nerds Talking, the podcast. Hi, we're Entertain This. From the likes of like just entertainment, like seeing like TV shows and video games. A podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Go ahead. Tell me it's based off it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> with three friends who get together weekly to discuss things like music. The heavy metal heads with the leather cut off. Books. I want to talk about a book. A book called uh, The Way of King. Movies. I saw the trailer for the Impractical Jokers movie. <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> Games. Because I totally understand this game is super ambitious at the time with 32 people in the same lobby when Call of Duty could barely support 16. Things that generally we enjoy. Like, look at your life and just thinking, we need to break free. <sighs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds really familiar. I'm not sure why. Yeah. And we hope you will too. We're professionals. No, we're not. <laughs> So come and listen to our show and listen to what you think. Entertain this. Entertain this. Entertain this. <laughs> Welcome back to Nerds Talking the Podcast. Here with Johnny, Carlos, Hugh, and I'm Lafayette. And if you didn't know by now, those were the ladies of Two Hot Wives, the podcast. So rate, subscribe, download, review, turn on notifications for our show and Two Hot Wives. And we all saw the movie Old, and then Hugh told us, couple weeks back <laughs> oh we have to review the movie old we have to. i did say that and, i did say that he was so enthused we thought he may have saw it so we all watched it we were all obligated to watch the movie old uh hugh fuck off anybody else want to jump in <laughs> wait wait i thought it was a really good movie i liked the twist at the end you i thought that was really it. interesting you didn't see the movie well no i did i did see it it was uh okay, I've, twist. I've, I've Hold seen, on. Where yeah, the twist? They're, they're all the same there's Where a twist, the twist? At the oh, they get really they get older at the uh, you know uh-huh. toward, toward the end okay. uh-huh. and then the one guy doesn't and he reverts back to his original age oh uh, you go fuck off man. no this was benjamin button that you're thinking of it's not oh, like, <laughs> but what kind but of i do like the fact that you try to guess the twist and you're so <laughs> yeah. off you're like so off. all right i'll listen to the review though because i do want to hear before oh my it. god Hugh you know watch the movie and then we can attack you and then uh... yeah you have to watch it because you made us watch it this is true i am gonna watch it for sure okay 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 when when do you think this is gonna happen this week before we get old (laughs) so then what we're gonna do then carlos yeah (laughs) what we're gonna do then is because uh since we're all fooled by hugh um we all we're all gonna or have seen the batman so our next show will be primarily about the batman because that's everyone's talking about that movie so just let you guys know we are gonna have the batman episode coming next week we'll have other stuff but primarily the batman episode um i mean so far three of us have seen it so we're just waiting on the guy that hasn't seen old <laughs> so i will see it this weekend i promise okay let me ask you this doing it day about, night. let me ask you about the batman are you excited to see that movie me absolutely okay and uh, what's absolutely. your anticip- what is your anticipation level uh, uh that- what do you expect do you expect it to be the best of the batman well, no, I've read a little bit of what Patton's had said about how he played the role similar to, uh, wasn't it a guy from The Godfather? He played it a little similar to his portrayal. Who was it that he said he he he, he kind of modeled his portrayal after? I thought it was one of the characters in The Godfather, but maybe not. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing Pattinson because Pattinson in the lighthouse, I thought was great with Willem Dafoe. If he had not done the lighthouse, I might've been like, Oh Jesus, it's Robert Pattinson from, from, uh, what was the name of the longstanding twilight twilight it's he's gonna just totally fuck this up he's not mm-hmm. gonna be good but after seeing the lighthouse it is apparent to me that the guy gives a shit about his craft and is is into doing justice to whatever role it is he's in so i, I, I haven't think- i haven't seen the lighthouse but the trailer reminded me of that fake trailer on um Damn it! What what's the one where Robert Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder? Oh, Tropic yeah, Thunder. Yeah. So that that the trailer for Lighthouse reminded me of the trailer with uh, Tobey Maguire and Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh two, yeah, the, the, the two priests. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think super, superhero movies are the most scrutinized casting, and it's funny because it primarily just falls on Batman movies. Did you guys Michael see the Keaton? Lighthouse? Did you see the Lighthouse? No, I haven't seen it. No, no. Are, are you? Do you want to review that next week too, Hugh? Yeah, you want to go with the Lighthouse too yeah. now next week. No, because I, mean, I, I, I don't think you've seen it. <laughs> All I can say to you is it was most definitely not like the movie you just compared it to. <laughs> it was pretty much the opposite of that movie. Okay. I heard it's good, though. It's good to know. I would have watched the other one because uh, it looked hilarious. But like I was saying, Batman the other one movies, was good. Think about Batman. When Michael Keaton was casted as Batman, you know, no one expected that, you know. Oh, uh, um, there was so much backlash with that, right? Yeah, because exactly. uh, he was Mr. Mom and uh, Gung Ho Beetlejuice. Like, Beetlejuice, and, and, yeah. And you know the writer of that movie? You know who he, he wanted as the Joker originally? He didn't want Jack Nichols. It's just what uh, it's what Burton and the studio right. wanted. But who do you think the writer wanted? No idea. William Defoe. He was his original choice to play Joker. I think he would have been a good. William Defoe would have been tremendous. Yeah, tremendous. He needed his face already looks sure. like the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's slender like the Joker, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you have um, the bat, the Heath Ledger as the Joker. People were up in arms about that. Heath Ledger, what? He can't play the Joker. Oh, and all those critics were silenced because he was amazing. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he killed it. And then, of course, Ben Affleck as Batman threw everybody off completely. Everyone was like, what the hell, Ben Affleck? And he was good, too. There has a, I mean, who's your worst George Batman? Clooney. Oh, George Clooney. Oh. And it's not his fault. The movie was horrible. If you I actually, give I George actually Clooney... didn't mind that one. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you gave George Clooney a really good script, he would have been great because he was like in his prime at that moment. Mm. He was probably the biggest star in Hollywood. And he got the shittiest damn movie to make. This basically a campy 60s TV show version of the movie. I, mean, I don't just... know. I didn't think it was that terrible. Like that. that's not my least favorite. You were terrible. Least... Okay, good comeback. All right, <laughs> that's, that's all my comebacks. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm thinking the Val Kilmer one was the worst one for me. Oh no, right. Val oh, Kilmer yeah. was a good Batman. No, Val he's talking about movie though. He's talking about movie. I think he's right about Clooney though. Clooney is bad. It was a hokey movie. It was just a hokey movie. It was so so like. Uh, well, not only that, and then when Clooney came out and said he tried to play Bruce Wayne like he was gay, <laughs> that didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense at all. How about when he busted out the Bat Visa? Oh, uh, I, hate, yeah. I hate I hate that mm. movie so much. We'll talk all things Batman next week when everyone has seen the Batman and we will take it apart, rebuild it, and see what we get. Wait. All that and more. Oh, Hugh, wait, he's wait. I'm, I'm trying to find who he, here's an article. Don't him. type in gay Batman. This no, 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 no. <laughs> don't type in gay Batman. That's all. He said he modeled it after uh 
Kurt Cobain, which is weird. Oh, you're talking about Pat no, that's what Pattinson. Matt Reeves. Yeah, no, Matt back Reeves to Pattinson. Said that. Yeah, no, Matt Pattinson. Reeves. Well, remember oh, the Matt Reeves did. He said he saw Kurt Cobain. Oh, 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 okay. Pattinson, and that's why he casted Pattinson. Okay. I mean, he was dark. He was a big. Uh, I always get no, this wrong. You stop it. Don't e- talk about e- the movie. Emo? No. 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 We're an embargo. I, and so I, I always, I always have to uh, think about it when I say that because I'm like, oh man, I was, I was such an emo. No, that's or an no, emo. You, you I always emo. say emu. You're an emu. Yeah, you are an emu though. But it's an emo because nah, he's whatever. emotional. Is that what nah, this whatever. Is for? They say don't talk about it. Okay. Knock I will it say, off. I, I will say this one thing. When I said to Karini. Do you want to go? She's not a big comic book fan. I said, Do you want to see the Batman? She said, Yeah. So, what a story. What a story. <laughs> Thank you. Good ending. Story. Thank you. Good wow. ending. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. The twist is better than old. <laughs> that was pretty good that was a twist that was not expected i turned to my buddy all. hey man you see batman this weekend all right well tune in next week for our batman show as we talk all things batman and of course the batman and we review it break it down talk other batman movies and more all that on nerds talking the podcast for johnny see you for Hugh. live long and prosper for carlos bye-bye see you guys next time on nerds talking the podcast